0: yo what's going on everyone welcome back to hours of movies my name is brian how you doing hope you're having a good one a good day good night a good evening a good whatever it is yo what's up today i want to talk about another comedy a comedy i love another comedy that i think is so damn quotable it's a little under the radar but it has some sort of cult following. Um, you know, the ones that love music know this movie. You know, those that love music biopic probably know this movie. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Directed by Jake Cassidan and written as well with um, Jude Apatow. Jake and Jude both wrote this. And I know Jude is known for his you know, directing skills and all his movies, but I personally love Jude Apatow, the writer. A lot of his movies um are very character-based, you know, they're not real people, but yet I feel like Judd, Jude? Yeah, Judd, I, I said Jude, didn't I? Well, Judd, you know, he takes time with these characters, you know, he gives them a backstory of some sort and makes sure, like, I guess the actors know who they're playing, you know, even though they're not real people, there's some sort of, you know, humanity to them, and yeah, it stars the most talented, one of my favorite actors, actually, if you listen to my Paul Thomas Anderson episode, you know that I love this man, John C. Riley. he stars as Dewey Cox, the rock star that we follow throughout this whole satire, and yeah, you know, Dewey Cox, the... Doobie Cox story. Walk walk Hard. It's pretty much making fun of Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie. He's pretty much the big centerpiece of this whole film. But they also, you know, use the elements of the lives and careers of those like Roy Orbison, Glenn Campbell, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, Jerry Lee Lewis, Donovan, John Lennon, James Brown, Jim Morrison, Conway Twitty, Neil Diamond, Hank Williams, and... Brian Williamson. So, a lot of rock stars are the influence for the character Dewey Cox. And we follow him throughout his life. Literally, five minutes before he has to play his final show because he's earning an achievement award. And just like most movies, before they earn an achievement award or they go on stage, For their one final show or like the greatest show they're ever going to perform. They always have that scene where they're chilling in the back. Thinking about their life. Or there's about to be a flashback before that moment. So yeah, it's that kind of movie. It's pretty freaking hilarious um, in my opinion. If you've never watched it, I highly recommend you see it. And if you don't want to watch it but you like music, I recommend the soundtrack. Because the soundtrack in general is... A banger, there is no song that is not good. I mean, Walk Hard, Take My Hand, Mama, You Gotta Love Your Negro Man, A Life Without You Is No Life At All, Let's Do It, Darling, I Hate You Big Daddy, Guilty As Charge is just an incredible song, in my opinion, I mean, Guilty As Charge is almost like a Spanish mariachi thing going to it, plus the lyrics are pretty... You know, straightforward, but it has a good Western Southern feel. I mean, it starts off with uh you know Dewey approaching the bench, saying "Good morning, Your Honor." May I approach the bench like cause at this point in his life, he was busted for buying drugs from a cop. But the lyrics go, "I don't give a damn what anyone thinks. I stay up all night and I smoke and I drink. I'm a wanted man and I'm blowing town. Don't waste your time trying to hunt me down." The cops are saying, I belong behind bars, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty as charged. I mean, this is just a banger, bro. I mean, you got to listen to it. It's really good. Even Dear Mr. President, Let Me Hold You, Little Man, when he makes, not makes fun of Bob Dylan, but he's stealing Bob Dylan's uh, style. Royal Jelly, Black Sheep, his cover of David Bowie's Starman, Beautiful Ride, is really good as well. I mean, it's a... It's a power, not a powerful song, but like he sings powerfully enough, you know. But the song is very moving. And then, have you heard the news? Dewey Cox died. You know, it's like from top to bottom, the that that soundtrack is the bee's knees. Plus, the cast in general, they're really good. I mean, it's a really good cast. Like Kristen Wig is in this as Edith Cox, uh pretty much uh, Dewey's first love interest and first wife. We also have Re- Raymond J. Berry and Margot Martindale as Paul and Ma Cox. Jenna Fisher from The Office is in this as Darlene Madison Cox, um, Dewey's second slash illegal wife. Yeah, I mean, he wants to sleep with her, so he marries her while he's still married to Kristen Wiggs. So shows you what kind of guy Dewey becomes. I mean, at first he's an innocent dude, but later on he becomes more, you know, off the deep end. Uh, we also have Tim Meadows as Sam, who is the drummer, and I guess he's a drug dealer in this. He he never sells drugs to Dewey because Dewey doesn't even pay for drugs, but I, you know they, he's labeled as a drug dealer. But I think he's just always doing drugs, and Dewey just happens to walk in on him every time. We have Chris Parnell as Theo and Matt Besser as Dave, the guitarist and bassist in the band. Uh, We also have uh cameos like everywhere, you know, because this movie has actors playing real life musicians. So it could sort of feel like Dewey Cox is a real person. You have Jonah Hill in this as Dewey's older brother, um, pretty much Dewey's brother dies by getting cut in half by a machete accidentally by Dewey's hands. And he kills his brother instantly. One of my favorite scenes, and one of those scenes that made me go, "Like, yeah, this movie's gonna be great." Is right after Dewey kills his brother, Nate. The doctor comes out to tell Dewey and his parents that he cannot attach the top half with the bottom half, and pretty much Nate is not gonna make it. And Pa Cox replies with, "Speak English, Doc." we ain't scientists and it's just fuck it's such an incredible scene but dewey sees his brother's spirit as a kid and he promises him that that he's going to be double great for the both of them and then as he gets when he gets older and he's in rehab he sees an older spirit an older nate that's played by jonah hill that's an uncredited role but apparently this is also a call to um johnny cash who he stated that when his brother died when they were young he would see his spirit but the older he got he would still see him but his brother's spirit would also be you know aging as well so that's a little call back to that and yeah we have jane lynch in this as well she plays a news reporter we have eddie vetter who plays himself as well as jackson brown jewel ghostface killer lil lovelet they all play themselves We have the Beatles that are played by Paul Rudd, Jack Black, Justin Long, Jason Schwartzman. We have Jack White as Elvis Presley. Honestly, he's in this for like a minute tops, but he steals the scene, man. Like every time he comes out, like the Elvis scene's about to happen, I instantly start cracking up due to like how ridiculous he is. And also whenever I think of like Jack White, I just picture him being very serious, you know. I mean, he'd fucking try to, f- well, he didn't try to fight. He did fight Homeboy from the Black Keys, you know? So, like, I always picture Jack White very intense, a little more, a little like, oh, I'm going to, like, rip your head off kind of guy. But to see him do this comedy bit, like, it just sticks with me every time. And now whenever I see him in this picture, I'm going, look at him, man. It's just, it's amazing. He's great in this. Frankie Muniz, he's Buddy Holly. Uh, Ed Helms is in this as well. John Michael Higgins. Uh, martin Starr, philip rosenthal simon Helberg, you know harold rames craig robinson as bobby shad uh yeah so there's a lot of characters there's a lot of actors in this there's a lot of jokes uh there's a lot of visual jokes there's a lot of verbal jokes there's a lot of jokes that you'll only get if you like a lot of rock music and you understand the history of it like when dewey is Going off the deep end with the LSD, and he's trying to create the best album. You like it's funny, but it's extra funny if you understand what um Brian Wilson was going through or what he was trying to do, uh, with his album that you know they're referencing in this movie. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great film, great characters, uh, great references. The music is superb. They wrote 40 songs for this movie, and I think only about 30 or 33 are in this whole film. But still, I mean, I think they had five, six different writers from like different types of bands or they have different type of styles of, you know, music that they do. And you can just tell that everyone involved really cared for it. I mean, especially, you know, the director, the writer and John C. Riley, like John C. Riley actually plays guitar and he actually knows how to sing and John C. Riley is a damn good actor. I mean, if you've seen Chicago, you know he can sing. You know he can act. If you've seen anything that he's done with Paul Thomas Anderson, you know he could definitely act. I mean, if you know him from Step Brothers, you know he's funny. So I mean John C. Riley, he's a lot, he's a he's a talent. He's a talent in that gentle giants of a body. And then you have the writers who actually wanted to make fun of something, but not to the point where you're shitting on it fully. You know, like you're not trying to shit on the music genre, but you also are poking fun of it because it's like, well, it's always the same thing. You know, might as well just do our very own, but also not disrespect anything, especially with the music. Like I, I, I I'll almost say multiple times the music, it's just one hundred and ten percent the best thing ever. Like it's one of my favorite soundtracks, one of my favorite movie soundtracks and Guilty Ass Charge. It's just great and the jokes i mean the jokes are everywhere it's so quotable from the wrong kid died to you never once paid for drugs uh the smell blind like so i guess to reference ray dewey loses his sense of smell um yeah dewey loses his sense of smell. i had to think about him like wait that's right right you know yeah dewey loses his sense of smell after his brother dies and uh when he got older and he's having his first show, his mom's like, I'm so proud of you. Uh, you learn how to play by you learn how to play guitar even without your sense of smell. And Dewey replies with, Oh, it's okay, mama. I just learned how to play by ear. Just gets me every time. Or the fact that after Dewey records Walk Hard, it becomes a number one hit thirty five minutes later. Like literally, they say that or and wig who just keeps shitting on dewey's life or not life but his dreams of becoming a musician even when he started to starts getting money he moves them out to a better house you know they're living a good life and she still tells him like you're never gonna make it as a musician no damn musician has ever made money tell me once or the fact that when they move out together he's only 15 and she's 14 but they're still played by john c Riley and kristen wig they're just pretending to be teenagers and when kristen is like giving him shit edith that she's giving him shit dewey replies with you know what for a 16 year old with a wife and a baby i think i'm not doing too damn bad so it's just those little things that makes the movie great you know or just the reefer when they, like Dewey finally starts getting introduced to drugs there's three of them uh it starts off with uh weed pretty much after the Elvis Presley show they want an encore they want Dewey to come back out and he's like let me just run to the bathroom to freshen up and he like walks to the restroom and Sam's smoking weed with a bunch of women and he says get out of here Dewey you don't want any part of this and he says what is it and Sam replies to it's reefer can't you smell it and there's like a very dramatic silent moment where dewey says no sam i can't and just kills me but dewey's like no no you're right i don't want no part of this you know like i don't want to get addicted to it and he's like it's non-habit forming he's like oh well i don't want to wake up with a hangover he's like oh you won't get one He's like, oh, okay. But he's like, I don't want to spend money, you know. He's like, it's the cheapest drug there is. And he thinks, yeah, but you know what? I don't want to smoke that and probably cheat on my wife. And Sam replies with, it makes sex better. He's like, you know what? I think I want some. And he's like, all right, close the door. And then the next time, uh, you know, after he smokes weed, that's when Dewey starts going. Not a little crazy, but now he's a lot more relaxed. Like, yeah, he now starts to cheat on Edith all the time. He's on the road. He doesn't give a like, damn too much. He's distant. Then right after that, his mom dies because she was dancing to uh, Walk Hard, Dewey's song, and Paul came to tell him and blames him for Ma's death, which puts him down in a crazy spiral where he goes to the bathroom to cry, and, you know, there's Sam again, Sam the drummer, and they're doing cocaine, and he's like, what are you guys doing, and he's like, it's cocaine, it turns all your good feelings into bad feelings, and your bad feelings into good feelings, it's a nightmare, and and then the next one is PCP, where he pretty much tells Dewey, it's the next logical step in your life, so those, you know, it's just those little jokes, you know, those moments that are memorable, they're Wacky, they're crazier when he meets the Beatles and they do LSD and they go into a animated Yellow Submarine style uh, trip and Dewey starts having a bad trip and shit's going crazy, or you know when Dewey starts doing cocaine and he's like creating punk music and ones like we're sounding like a bunch of punks, but it's just those jokes, you know. Like I don't know, I like wacky comedy, um, but sometimes one and done is enough. But I feel like with Dewey Cox, you could just do you could just do rewatches, you know. There's always gonna be a joke you'll hear again. Um, uh, or there's just it's just gonna be nonstop laughter because it's just the actors are playing it so seriously, you know? And that everyone's fully bought into the idea that Dewey Cox or this whole thing is probably real, you know. Even at the end of the credits, they have like a live footage of Dewey Cox playing music. And it says this was recorded a year before the movie was released or something. And it's still John C. Riley in character. So it's just those things that makes this movie even better than most. I could go on and on and on about this movie. And I think I would just be quoting a lot of things like I've been doing. Uh, But it's something you should definitely check out. Totally. like, Just give it a shot. It might not be as funny as Mean Girls to some of you, or it might be way more funnier. I mean, yeah. I mean, after Mean Girls, I was like, you know what? I, I should watch more comedies, because lately I've been watching a lot of action and drama. But then I I was like, what new comedy should I watch? But I decided to just rewatch Walk Hard. And yeah, nope, still holds up. It should have won every music award. You know, it should have won a Grammy, but it didn't. Uh, but it's all right. It's cool. Uh, some facts jude or judd i keep saying jude like if there's an e i'm really bad with pronouncing things and with names and stuff but judd Apatel, he was chilling with jake jake Cassidan kassadan they were just chilling jake was like yo man i have this idea about like (laughs) it'd be funny if we wrote a script you know but about a musician if he was real you know and just like, so, you know, yo, know, that's that's a really good idea. I think we should go with that. And you know, they sort of just rolled well, you know, rolled with that idea and then gave us this beautiful masterpiece. Uh John C. Riley actually plays guitar and sings, as I mentioned. Should have won awards, should have won a golden Globe. Should have been in a couple years, you know, twenty years from now, John C. Riley's gonna get some sort of achievement award. Uh don't quote me on it, but quote me on it. Uh they made all the cameo actors not look like the characters they're portraying because in movies usually they never do that they sort of, sometimes just sort of go with something way different than how the character or not the character of the musician looks like just because you know they need an a-list actor of some sort you know they need that actor that would give them money you know pretty much when you see the same actors over and over again is because you know studios like yeah but this person gives us money so yeah i need you to like you know, make him look like that, not make him look like that at all, you know, I don't care if he has a chiseled jaw, we're not going to get a chiseled jaw actor, there's just hardly any of them, but and nowadays they're starting to be, you know, a lot more, you know, they want the makeup department to sort of have more say in the person's face nowadays, like, I don't know if you guys seen Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana, when you think about it, you're like, they don't, they don't look nothing alike. But then you see the photos and, yeah, you know, the makeup department has totally kicked ass. Or, you know, Darkest Hour with um, Gary Oldman. All that makeup and that fat suit he wore. Unless, you you know, this is Christian Bale. Then they're going to be like, no, no, no. I'm going to change my face. No makeup, please. I'll do it myself. But, yeah, man. Walk hard. Dewey Cox story. One of the best comedies to come out that not a lot of people have seen. Highly recommend it. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. Like, subscribe, share with anyone you like. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Hours of Movies. And yeah, I'll catch y'all next time. Have a good day, a good night, a good evening, a good whatever it is. And I'll see y'all next time.